Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital extends its healing mission beyond its hospital doors as it presents this vital podcast series. It's Your Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. What steps should you take to prevent your teen from using drugs? What's a parent to do? And what are some warning signs you should look for that might indicate your teen is using drugs? My guest today is Kerry Quash, and he's the Executive Director of Behavioral Health at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Welcome to the show, Carrie. So when is the best time to start talking to your kids about drugs? You know what? I don't, I don't think there's ever a bad time. I think that we, we got to remember that there's so much going on in our world today that really we need to start hardwiring our kids to make good choices at a very young age. People ask me that question all the time, and I'm saying as soon as they're able to understand what you're talking about. So it's different for every child. I'm I started with my children when they were about four years old. When I was watching TV, something came up. It was a teaching experience or lesson. I used it at that time. So is there certain things that increase a teen's risk for substance abuse? Are certain teens more at risk than others? Uh, absolutely. I believe that, you know, of course, we have three categories of children. We have kids that are level-headed kids that know what they want to do in this world and they're just not going to get into that kind of trouble, and then we have what you call the high-risk kids, and, and we know that they're going to be a handful no matter what. It takes extreme parenting to make sure that they're okay. And then the, the largest category, I believe, is what you call the fence-sitters, meaning they can go either way. The scariest part about that in today's world, it's changed dramatically, especially when it comes to social media and all that kind of stuff. Peer pressure is at an extreme high. It's never been so high. So and what's scary about that, if you think about the average parent, and this is really scary, but the average parent spends between 2 and 10 minutes with a child 13 and up. Isn't that scary? Yeah, it's amazing, really. I mean, it really is. If the kids, they go to sleep, what's the last thing they do? They go to sleep with their friends on Snapchat or Instagram or whatever it is, and they wake up to their friends on the same thing, and they go to school with their friends, and they come home, and they got us for 10 minutes. So peer pressure is a lot different than what we're losing today is those level head. I mean, I'm sorry, those those fence sitter kids because the peer pressure they're connected to their friends, not their parents. So, so really, a lot of this is about communication and spending time with your kids and really being there so you know what kind of kid you have. Exactly. I mean, how do you know what's going on with your kid if you're not connected? If you're spending ten or fifteen minutes with, them? it's pretty hard. And I used to. I mean, I speak for the last 30 years on this, and I used to tell everybody, spend quality time with your kids. I don't even say that anymore. I said, spend time with your kids. Be there. Know what's going on with them. So what substances are teens abusing these days? And, you know, start with marijuana, but I would like to discuss opiates and club drugs, ecstasy, things that I don't think were around many years ago. So what, what are the kids getting into these days? Obviously, the gateway drug, everybody says, is marijuana. And I said, uh-uh, the gateway drug used to be cigarettes, now it's vaping. Because it's kind of like the first contract they break, I will never do kind of thing. But so they start with the vaping, and they break that contract, and then they move on, and, you know, they're hanging out. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. Like you said, I mean, it's, it's, it's legal in a bunch of states. So it's kind of like everybody's thinking about it has changed. So marijuana is huge, and, and it's not the marijuana of the old days. It's the THC level in it. It's, you know, if you're smoking a bong hit, it used to be, what, 0.3 milligrams. Now it's almost 30, and 
when it comes to opiates in this country. And what's really scary, I was just looking at some statistics, and since 2014 to now, just the overdose rates when it comes to adolescents is up 19%. What we're really seeing is, is when it comes to the opiates, we're having a, a really an epidemic in this country. And, and you know what's really, I was just thinking about this, in the last two years, we've detoxed more adolescents in my drug rehab than in the last 25 years. Wow. Because these kids are getting into their medicine cabinets of their parents. Parents go to the dentist. They get a, a tooth pulled. And what do they give them? They give them Vicodin or some kind of, a, of an opiate pain medication. We Parents take one or two pills. They put them in the medicine cabinets. The kids are the kids are right there, so they're finding these drugs. You know, I was talking to a real estate broker the other day, and he's saying, "You know what? We're having a problem with." I said, "What's that?" He said, "People are coming to open houses, but they're not even looking really at houses. They're going through medicine cabinets." So when our when our children are young and they start crawling, we we drug we 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 make sure that the house is childproof. So what I want to hope I'm hoping to get now is I want parents to drug proof their house. You know, if you have pills, put them in a safe. Because, like I said, we're finding so many adolescents right now that are that are using the opiates. And not just opiates, benzos are very big. You know, all of these opiates, we hear about the epidemic, but, it, you know, you started this with talking about marijuana and because it's legal in so many states. Please tell parents how you want them to start that discussion about marijuana because it can be confusing since it's being used for medical purposes and some states are legalizing it outright. How do we start that discussion that it, this is still illegal, it's still a, a substance that can cause drug abuse problems? How do we start the conversation? Well, by, number one, by not being afraid to talk about it. So many parents want to have a conversation with their kids about drugs and it's, it's a one-two kind of thing. Hey, let me tell you, you know, marijuana is bad. Yes, Mom, I know that. And then we back off. So we got to remember that peer pressure is at an, an all-time high, and it's a conversation that needs to happen over and over and over again. And we also got to remember, our kids are not even, their brains aren't even developed yet. Children's brains aren't developed to the mid-20s. So that conversation, you know, when, when you're an adult and you move out, make your own decisions, but right now you're a child, and, and really talk to them about what's going on with their brain and stuff like that, because kids will listen. So now tell parents what to look for, the signs that their children have either tried drugs if they don't have good communication with their kids, signs that they might be abusing medications, opiates, marijuana, alcohol, any of these things. Tell parents what to look for, the red flags. Of course. Well, first you want to look for change in anything. I'm changing in friends, poor academic performance, their grades start slipping, they don't want to go to school, they're getting they're getting headaches, their sleeping is changing, their eating habits are changing, they have they're dropping out of activities like sports or dance, so their motivation is gone. And then of course when it comes to or and isolation. And when it comes to other drugs, slurred slurred um, when they start talking their voices slurred. You could kind of see them kind of nodding out. They're sleeping way too much, anger burst, those kind of stuff. But really, go with your gut. I really believe that parents, we have these gut feelings, and then we don't want to. We don't want to see it. So, so what I'm saying is, go with your gut. If something, if something. If you feel something's wrong, something's wrong. 
So what's the first step if you do find that your child has tried pot or some other drug? Do they need treatment if it's just a one-off or if they say, oh, I was just doing something at a party? What do you do? What's the first step? Well, I think you definitely need to make it a big deal. I would not, I wouldn't throw them in a drug rehab if they smoked it, if they took a hit off of a bong or a joint, but I surely would make it a big deal. I would have a long conversation. I would definitely start checking their, their phones and, and their social media. I would probably, definitely, I would not probably, I would definitely get them a drug evaluation, a drug test just to see what's going on and what's in their system, and I would be consistent with that. I would also take them to a counselor, even if it's one time, that's trained and specializes in substance abuse so they can do a thorough evaluation and really kind of start that, uh, it was the word I'm looking for, uh, well, just kind of teaching them the rights and the, the bad and the goods about drugs. You won't find too many good when it comes to teenage drug abuse. So we can... We can drug test them. Who does that, Carrie? Is that something we take them to the doctor or a drug counselor? Or can parents do this in the home? And if they can, are those reliable tests? Yeah, you know what? They are reliable. But what's going on? I get a phone call. I got one last night. And a mom's screaming, guess what I found under my kid's bed? And I already knew. I said, urine? She said, how did you know? Said, well, that's what they're doing these days. So if you're going to be, a, if a parent wants to be proactive and drug test their children, you got to really be careful. You got to be inside there and make sure that he's not pulling anything or has something in his pocket. So I always tell parents if you want to drug test your kid, first thing in the morning, wake him up, take him in the bathroom, don't give him or her a chance to do anything, and have supervise the drug test. They're pretty tricky. Remember, a lot of doctors don't want to give you the results. So I would really suggest that you take it to somebody that specializes in substance use that can test them and make sure you get the results. So if they do enter treatment, are adult substance abuse programs the same as teens? And, you know, just a summary of the difference between the two. And then tell us about the Henry Mayo Behavioral Health Program. You got it. Well, substance abuse, is, I mean, really the treatment is the same for both. The difference is when, when you're dealing with adults, most of the adults that are coming into treatment today are opiate. So they're opiate addicted, meaning that we have to withdraw them medically from from the from the drugs that they're using. Adolescents, most of the ones that we're seeing today, a lot of marijuana, some other drugs thrown in the mix like crystal meth, maybe a little bit of opiate, but we don't really have that many that needs the medical detox when it comes to it, which is really scary if you think about it because most parents, when their kids start smoking marijuana these days, don't want to deal with it. So we're having an explosions between 18 and 25-year-olds that are untreated as adolescents. So now, wrap it up for us. How parents can help their teens in treatment and hopefully before and prevent drug abuse in the first place? Well, to prevent it, I always say, I mean, that's the biggest, be there. Spend time with your kid. Know what's going on. All those corny things, the families that play together, families that pray together, and families that eat together, those
anybody in any kind of a crisis when it comes to mental health, if you're feeling suicidal, afraid, if there's some psychosis going on, the ER is open, or come on in and we can do an evaluation and make sure that you're in a safe. And one last thing I really want to say is I don't believe there really are any bad kids. There are kids that make bad choices and decisions, and we need to help them make good ones. Thank you so much, Carrie, for being with us today. Such important information. You're listening to It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo, Newhall Hospital. For more information, please visit henrymayo.com. That's henrymayo.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for tuning in.